0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Where Are We Now, a podcast where I, Riv Correia, connect chat and kiki with fellow former child stars. And today is a special solo episode. I have been seeing a lot of people doing this I'm not the main character challenge on TikTok and it got me thinking about archetypes and... I love archetypes. I talk about them all the time. I have a deck of cards that are all different archetypes. And, and what I mean by this is these repeated tropes in TV, in film, and in literature, they actually come from mythology. So for example, one of the ones I was seeing that I actually really resonated to was, I'm not the main character, but I am the hot mess older sister. And then it was images of like Fiona Gallagher and Trina from Victorious and other similar hot mess sisters. And it got me thinking of the archetypes that that we all play in our lives. And then I shared one that was like, I'm not the main character, but I'm the chill girl in the band, which obviously is a joke about School of Rock. But also I featured Kim Pine from Scott Pilgrim and Janice from The Muppets. And The bassist from the movie Freaky Friday, whose character's name I don't remember, but we'd love to have her on the pod, love to chat with her, see what she's up to, where she's at mentally, physically, and spiritually. Other one that I really liked was, I'm not the main character, but I am the self-obsessed, annoying Jew. And then it was like Rachel Berry, and then Rachel Bloom's character from uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and also Schmidt from New Girl, who are three characters that I do very much resonate with. But yeah, archetypes. There are no bad archetypes, right? I think that we have such a binary way of thinking of like, oh, good and bad, good and evil, right? And even though this is another kind of, I guess this is technically a binary by me saying this, but I like to think of every archetype as having a shadow and an illuminated side, right? Every archetype has both good and bad within it. Weaknesses and strengths. And all of us have the core four archetypes of survival within us. And those archetypes are the child, the victim, the saboteur, and the prostitute. Now, for this episode, we will be referring to that fourth archetype as the hustler because the word prostitute, using that word makes me uncomfortable not because I'm uncomfortable with sex work, but I'm just uncomfortable with how that word has been used against sex workers. So the hustler, the four archetypes of survival, child, victim, hustler, saboteur. And like I said, we have all four of those within us. Every single person has them. We have our inner child, right? And child sounds like it could be positive. It can. There are definitely moments where my inner child is very happy and joyous and loves to be playful. And then there are times where they feel really left out and they feel this sense of not being a part of their family or not being wanted. And that's where we go into like wounded child slash orphan territory. And then sometimes I go into like Matilda, Harry Potter territory where I'm the magical child, right? So there are different archetypes within the child archetype. We could talk about this. I I could literally talk about archetypes all day. I love them so much. But yeah, so the victim archetype we'll talk about the victim too. Like the victim is that classic inner like martyr. It's that part of us that wants to spend time in self-pity. It's that part of us who envies others who always seem to get what I want out of life, right? And it's like also the the martyr that like blames others for the circumstances of my life. That's the victim. And then the saboteur, it is a hard one to embrace but everyone has that that voice i just call it extreme fear but i also have named my inner saboteur brenda she's very chatty she loves to mouth off and tell me what a piece of shit i am and she's just really afraid she's just really really afraid and she sabotages me brenda the saboteur i encourage everyone to name their inner saboteur it's a fun exercise because you can determine what thoughts are coming from your inner saboteur and what thoughts are actually coming from you. I definitely have a really good grasp on what are Brenda thoughts and what are Rivka thoughts, but it took me a while to get there. And I can honestly say, I like this metaphor that I'm letting the spirit of the universe drive the car and I'm in the passenger seat and I get control of the aux cord and the AC and all that. And Brenda is in the back seat. And she's a bit of a backseat driver. And I don't trust her all the time. So sometimes I'm just like, Brenda, just take a nap. Go to sleep. Here, have an iPad. Watch something fun. Play a game. Just leave us alone. Me and God are trying to drive. <laughs> We're trying to navigate this trip. Right? So that's Brenda. That's the saboteur. It's this this thing of like, and also with the inner saboteur too, like you can learn to hear those warnings. Cause it's not, they're not just like sabotaging thoughts, like from an aggressive, like intentional place that come from the inner saboteur. Like, these to me are more just like warnings because that inner saboteur is afraid, just so hurt and so afraid because they've been hurt before and they just have a hard time trusting people and trusting the universe. So they gotta get their two cents in and they gotta say that thing. They gotta drop that thought on you that like, oh, but what if everything falls apart? Thought. And it's important for us to like let them. I don't it used to be like, fuck you, Brenda, but now I'm not as much like that as I think it's more helpful for me to be like, Brenda, I love you. Like it's gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. We've got this. Am I able to also recognizing the saboteur in others, right? Like when you hear somebody that's like wallowing in self-pity and wallowing in like fear that they can't do something or fear that they're not gonna get something, that is their saboteur coming up. And now the fourth core archetype that all of us have is the hustler we hustle when we sell our bodies and our minds for money or when we compromise our ethics for our financial gain or even that part of us that like wants to network and like kiki with famous people like that's the hustler archetype that comes out too and i've been definitely guilty of that it's this idea of selling out it's this idea of remaining in a situation that offers you financial protection Even if you were uncomfortable in it, like I've definitely done that a lot, like staying at jobs that I was not happy at. And it's also like being pulled into circumstances that require you to sell out your ethics, which I want to talk about today because I have come up against some pain points. And while I was getting my muscles scraped the other day by the muscle whisperer, Jackie, who's in Sherman Oaks, she's amazing. She's a star. Some stuff was coming up around my inner hustler. I realized that I have been still, even after a couple of years of like committing to not being such a workaholic and committing to not saying yes to every gig that comes my way. I used to be a chronic yes person. I almost said yes, man, but I'm not a a man. But I used to say yes to every offer I got as far as like doing stand up gigs go. And so every month in Chicago when I was living there doing stand up, what I would do is I would like post a picture of myself and then next to the picture all all of my dates, all of my venues, all of my dates and like my calendar essentially. For so it would be like June shows in June and it would be 30 plus different Gigs. And this is not to say that, like, I was like an amazing stand up and I was like, oh, everybody wants to book with me. No, like, I was just constantly saying yes to way too much. I had no discernment. I never wanted to be alone. So I did everything I could to never be alone. And that looked like me taking every stand up gig that was thrown my way and also reaching out for more and this kind of greedy thing of like never wanting to be alone with my thoughts. So I would like, offer to cover everyone's shift at work if I was, you know, able to and also what would end up happening is like wow like I ask nothing of anybody and I say yes to everything everyone asks me and nobody gives me anything in return so it like led to some bitterness there right and That is like where kind of the inner saboteur and the hustler kind of shook hands. (laughs) And they were just like, yes, we're in business. And also my inner child in that moment was just like, wow, nobody really likes me. Nobody actually cares. They just like want something out of me. I want my mom. (laughs) That is like the way that this core four committee of archetypes, the child, the victim, The saboteur and the hustler gather together to basically like, yes, help you survive, but also fuck things up in your brain. And it leads to so much distortion for me, at least. So the hustler, my hustler right now is loud. She's really fucking loud. Maybe I should name her too. I'll name her Roxy. Roxy is very, very loud. And Roxy just wants to know that she's going to have a roof over her head and is willing to do anything to keep the roof over her head, even compromise her morals. And while I was getting my muscles scraped, Roxy was really loud. She was like, what if this doesn't work? And you just wasted $600. And that is so messed up, like the way that my brain kind of did that. But spoiler alert, it did work and I feel incredible today. It's been a little over a week and my muscles feel so good and the trauma release that I got from seeing the Muscle Whisperer was phenomenal. I would never used my voice that way. I was crying and screaming like on this table for two hours while she was scraping my muscles with her tools and I felt very safe to let that all out because she made me feel very safe to let it all out and While I was in there, just, yeah, trauma from my past, from when I was blacked out, from childhood stuff was coming up, and I was just letting it all out. I never cried so hard. I cried off all of my lash extensions. It's fine. It was worth it. It was worth every single penny. And I just let it all go. And when Roxy and Brenda and Little Riv, my inner child, and also my inner victim, who I'll call Martha, when they all... Start screaming! It's very overwhelming and it's very painful. And so it was nice to be scraped by the Muscle Whisperer and like let all this shit out. And she kept on going, let it out, let it out. Because I tried to suck all my pain back in because I was just like, like when she started working on me, and then she was just like, no, you're not going to suck it in, you're going to let it out. If you got to scream, scream. If you got to cry, cry. And I was just like, okay. And I like Sarah Paulson, full, just like no, like the whole time. And it was beautiful. It was a really, really beautiful experience. I feel like ancient wisdom has been gained from seeing The Muscle Whisperer. Okay, The Hustler. (laughs) It's taken a while to get back to this. For the last couple months, I have been creating community on Patreon. And I wanted to start this Patreon so that I could share my love of tarot and witchcraft and spirituality and queerness and also share some of my poems that I'm like, this might be a little... Too intimate to post on Instagram, but I still want people to see my poetry. And same thing with music. Like, I post some voice memo demos on there, like things that are works in progress. And it's a really fun time. And when my friend Justine, who is my business coach and her Instagram is Dream Catalyst Coach, if you are looking for business coaching, she's a great one to hit up. Justine and I were talking about the tiers and what my offerings would be. And I channeled these tears, And when I looked at them, I was just like, okay, would I join any of these tiers? And I put myself in the audience shoes, right? I looked at it from like, okay, what would I pay for? And I wasn't like convinced that people would want to be in community with me if I was just posting tarot and poems and little voice memos and things like that. And so I made a, a bigger tier that offered one-on-one tarot sessions with me. And also I figured, you know what, like might as well just make a tier that includes pictures of my ass because that'll definitely get some people to join the Patreon. That's where Roxy the Hustler came out and... The inner child, of course, was like that thought of like, well, nobody wants to be in community with me. Like nobody wants to play with me. And the inner saboteur is just like, well, what if this like doesn't financially support you? Like that fear came out of like nobody wanting to join my Patreon and the pride of seeing like you make $300 a month on Patreon, like kicked in, which is like so greedy and sad and and arrogant. But I added spicy pictures as a benefit to one of the higher paying tiers. And yeah, I went into it thinking, like, this doesn't feel good, but I will do this because this is going to be a great revenue engine for me. And over the last couple months, I've been posting these spicy pics and appealing to pretty much, yeah, pretty much cis men, straight men. And that's not the audience that I really crave. No offense. No offense. Not all cis men are bad. Like, I guess I have to say it. But I really want to create community with fellow queer people, fellow POC, and fellow spiritual beings, people who are into tarot, witchcraft, Akashic records, all that. And after the Muscle Whisperer session, I kept on coming up against this thought. And I kept on having these dreams that were reflecting my discomfort with posting those spicy pictures on the Patreon. So I decided that I'm going to take them down. They're down by the time this episode is released and onward and upward, right? Basically the thought behind it is if people want to be in community with me, they will. And I don't need to post pictures of my ass and my side boob to get people to be a part of my community. And as scary as that is, and as scared as I am to take those pictures down, I know in my heart that I don't want to be objectifying myself on the internet to get money. Because, here we go, I'm coming out as a former sex worker. And like I said, sex work ain't bad. I don't have a single problem with other people doing it and with other people paying for it. I just know that for my personal growth and my personal recovery, it was making me miserable to participate in it. It was making me like spiritually dead inside to continue to put myself out there. I won't go into too much detail, but I was a sugar baby for many years, starting when I was 19, up until I was 25. And I also partook in like Amateur video and photo content creation. And that was all being done behind the scenes on Twitter, and it didn't feel good. None of it felt good. Not a single second of it felt good for me. I acknowledge that some people who participate in sex work really love it and it really, really makes them feel amazing. But it was never coming from that place for me. It was always coming from a place of desperation and needing money and, and being willing to do anything to have money. To buy more drugs is what it started out as. Like when I was in college, I was just like, oh, I need more drugs. So I would like find sugar daddies who seemed like goat guys. And it was just a mess. It was a true, true mess. And now, like three years into my recovery from not only drug addiction and alcoholism, but also from codependency and, and you know intimacy issues. I'm realizing that the more I put myself out there on the internet and the more people that are coming to my various platforms, like including this podcast, including Instagram, including Patreon, including TikTok, I am much more receptive of everyone's energy. And I'm feeling this sense of wanting to keep some things to myself, wanting to keep a little mystery. And so, yeah, I'm done. I'm not going to be posting those pictures on Patreon anymore I took them all off the platform and I stand by that decision. And the way I see it is like, whoever is meant to be in community with me will be in community with me. And whoever is not meant to be in community with me will not be in community with me. That's how God, spirit, higher power. That's how it works. My higher power protects me. And so does yours. It's on my side. And it brought this thought to me. This feeling came from my higher power didn't come from me, didn't come from Brenda. It came from my inner child, actually. I think my inner child has been getting stronger and stronger because I've been taking care of them by nurturing their soul, by playing guitar every once in a while. Because when I was a kid, I was addicted to playing guitar. I mean, it was why I got School of Rock was because I was such a good guitarist and we will pick up the guitar every once in a while, sing a little bit, or I'll like put on a playlist of songs that I liked when I was... Eight years old, Macy Gray, my girl Christina Aguilera, like things like that, and just dance around my apartment. And because I've been nurturing little Riv, I know what their needs are, and I'm better able to suss out when I'm feeling endangered or feeling like there's a lack of nurture. And I'm able to take care of little Riv, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. But all this to say, I know that I am worth so much more than my body. Even though my body is banging, I've got a great butt and a beautiful face and gorge tits. And that's for me. That's for me. And anyone who has watched season two, episode seven of the show, Easy on Netflix. (laughs) Yeah. I just... It feels really good to get this off my chest. I want to call everyone to reflect on these archetypes within themselves. And also there are more archetypes outside of those four, the victim, the saboteur, the child, and the hustler. Like there's some really fun ones. I actually have my deck of archetype cards right now. And maybe I will, you know, I definitely will pull a card right now for the the listeners, for the reader. And if you're interested in having an archetypal reading, I do offer them as an add-on to my tarot readings. So for the month of May, I am offering pay what you can, tarot and Akashic records readings to members of the API and Jewish community. And that is because it is API Heritage Month and Jewish Heritage Month. And also it's Mental Health Awareness Month. And I have no sponsors. This podcast is not currently sponsored, but I will say that mental health awareness is important. And as a neurodiverse person with many mental health diagnoses and most of them being actually severely false. I just, I hear you and I see you. If you're out there, you're struggling. Therapy has changed my life. And look at what I pulled. I pulled the child (laughs) as the archetype for this podcast, which is hilarious. It's the eternal child. It's this determination to remain young in body, mind and spirit and the ability to see things with fresh eyes. The shadow attributes of this archetype are the inability to grow up and be responsible and extreme dependency upon others for physical security. That's hilarious. That's, you know, there's no mistakes. There's no such thing as a mistake. Archetypes go beyond selves too. Like there are archetypal places like the river, the forest, the castle, the underworld, right? Those are all archetypes that we see across media, the desert, right? And then there's also archetypal tools. There's archetypal gestures, the kiss, right? The prayer, that's an archetypal gesture. An archetypal tool would be like the sword or the medallion, right? There's just these boons that like, I don't know if you've ever been playing a video game and then the game just like gives you a a level up, a potion that levels you up, right? That is an archetypal tool because that potion allows you to grow stronger and fight off the demons, right? So, yeah, that's amazing that I pulled that card. And if you'd like an archetypal reading, you can book me. My show notes will have the link for that. And listeners of this podcast do get 15% off all Tarot and Akashic Records readings with me. If you are a member of the API or the Jewish community, for the month of May, I am offering Pay What You Can, Akashic Records and Tarot readings. And there's info about that on my Instagram and what else? Is there anything else? I love this podcast. I'm so excited that I get to do it. It's very fun. I love telling my story. Something that kept on coming up for me in the couple of days after my muscle whisperer experience, because I've been getting these like intense psychic downloads <laughs> after, is that I am meant to tell my story on here on here and in the world in general, like in my writing, you know, I write screenplays and pilots and don't show them to anybody, but I think it's important that I do start showing them to people. So I think I'm going to tell on myself right now and be accountable and say that I want to host a virtual reading of my pilot, which is called adult black hole. And I would love to have a bit of an audience there um, just to be spectators on zoom and, yeah, I think it's important that I tell my stories because I do think I have important things to say. I think it's important that I talk about my experience as a former sex worker. And I think it's important that I am an advocate for current sex workers too. Please donate to Red Canary Song. You know, that's a, an organization that benefits Asian sex workers. Please pay for your porn. Like if you watch porn, like instead of just going on Pornhub and stealing free shit off there, like you can go to... Support your local OnlyFans content creator, right? And I think that it's important that we destigmatize sex work because it is real work. It is, as they say, the oldest profession and it is a service job. It is a divine service. It helps people (laughs) experience pleasure, which is beautiful and it's not a dirty thing to pay for sex. Anyway, I think, is that all I have to say? Higher power, is that all I have to say? Oh, yeah. Call to to reflection. So I was talking to my friend. I was like, do you think there needs to be a call to action in this episode where I talk about sex work? She's like, no, maybe more of like a call to reflection. So I encourage you to reflect within yourself what archetypes you play in your life outside of the core four. Are you the queen? Are you the siren? Are you the storyteller? Are you the shapeshifter? Are you the magician? The witch? The wardrobe? I identify as the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. I also identify as the lover, the priestess, the fool, the comedian, right? There are infinite archetypes, like I said. So I'd be interested in hearing what archetypes you are. And with that, we'll see you next week. Love you, honey bunny. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of where are we now with Rivka Reyes. Please check us out on Instagram at where are we now pod. And if you like our show, please leave us a review. If you leave a review and DM a screenshot on Instagram at where are we now pod, I will pull a tarot card for you. That's right. I might also give you some tough love. You might need it. Join our community on Patreon for BTS spicy content, spicy pictures. Yeah. You know, you want to get a picture of my sweet, sweet ass in your email. Personalized shout outs and more. Patreon.com slash Rivka Reyes. You can follow me at Rivka Reyes on Twitter and at Rivka.reyes on Instagram and TikTok. Last but not least, I must give credit to our wonderful team of women. The music is produced by Elise Watman, the graphics are designed by Marina Heinza, and the editing is done by our friends at WeEditPodcast.com, which is a women owned business. So cool! We love to see it. Finally, Just know wherever you are in your life, physically, mentally, spiritually, you are loved. Get used to it, babe. See you next week.